Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're going to open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at uh, 12.35 in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. Your thoughts on the Oilers' playoff demise suffered at the hands of an experienced and good Vegas squad. And what needs to happen now? You can reach us at 780-496-0063 and text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef L. Taft that Oilers Down sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. And we are going to go to Jim. On uh, line number one, Jim, you're on Oilers now. How are you doing? Oh, very well. And yourself, Bob? Not bad. Not bad at all. Hey, uh, no one does a better job of what they do than you. You do a great job on the show. Um, hey, um, well, Holland's done a good job. Woodcroft's done a good job. Uh, maybe a couple thoughts on goaltending. Maybe after the third pull, I thought maybe they'd start uh, Cam off this game. And that was one thought on goaltending. The second one was before the deadline, I was hoping they'd trade. I mean, after Corpusella kind of did it to him yeah. in Columbus, I was, I was hoping they'd actually trade for for uh, Corpusella. And he's at 1.3. And I think you'd save. 1.125 on Campbell, sending him to the minors and let Campbell get his game back. And um, it, it, it come playoff time, you've got three goaltenders and you can pick the hottest one or rotate through things. But uh, yeah, hopefully Skinner continues to get better and Campbell finds his game and will be better well, off next in year. Fa- in, in fairness to Campbell, he stopped 49 out of 51 shots. In the yes. playoffs. That's a 960 save or you know 960 save percentage. Uh, yes. I don't know how much of an option it's actually legitimate to send Campbell down there. Um, what I would suggest to you is the Columbus guys said the same thing to me. They're like, you guys should trade for Corpus Allo. In games four, five, and six, um, or, or sorry, games five and six, at the end of the day, Stuart Skinner outplayed Corpus Allo in those final two games of the series. Don't forget, Skinner ended up making 40 saves in game number six. But thanks for the call, Jim. Much appreciated. You, know, thanks, Bob. you bet. Let's go to uh, Greater Man Jay on line number two. How you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm just, you know, heartbroken, but, you know, the guys played their hearts out. You know, Vegas was no joke. Uh, they, are, they were, you know, a slightly better team. Uh, it's just hard. Uh, I was hoping that we didn't break Skinner. Like, could you imagine your first rookie year and you're 100% starter in the playoffs? It's. Uh, I just hope we didn't break him, you know? I, I think he's got the right 
demeanor to be able to handle that. I, but I, what I will say is, it has to be an open competition next fall, and they got to be able. To, they may have to think differently. You know what? I, I, I like outside the box thinking. I mean, I remember when they hired tired Tyler Dello back in 13-14, and we had people losing their media guys losing it that that guy got hired, and he's, you know. The orders, I don't know if they fully committed to analytics yet. I got an idea. And I think they need to go down that, like, look for different ways. There's no, unlike the CFL, which stupidly, and it worked against the Edmonton Eskimos, and it was put forward by a guy in the Eskimos' um, uh, side of the, the ledger. In the CFL, there is a cap on research and development. In the NHL, there's no salary cap on R&D. And so what we're seeing with organizations like Vegas and Seattle, they're spending. And I would expect the Oilers to spend a little bit more in that area in the future as well because I think everybody knows how close they are. And when, when you're in the margins, little percentages matter. So you're right. The Oilers played a good team in Vegas. Edmonton battled hard. and But I'm not worried about Skinner being able to bounce back. I think he'll be able to bounce back. But I do think it needs to be an open competition next fall. I think we could have benefited from a tandem a little bit, but, you know, I'm not there. I'm not the goalie coach, right? So uh, I think our boys are also a little banged up on the run oh, yeah. just to get just to get in the playoffs, right? And then, uh, you know, they decided to challenge for first, and we're we're banged up. You know, you'll, you'll start to hear it, but there's a lot more guys than just Kane that were bumped, or, you know, bruised and battered, right? So, yeah. uh, good go oil. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, 780-496-0063. So, uh, again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Let's go to David on line number three. David, you're on Oilers now. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm going to do something here I don't do very often, my friend. I'm going to give you a compliment. You do a pretty good job on your show, my friend. Some days we're okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. And as far as the boys go, I'm not too worried about them. Uh, I think, I think honestly, maybe Campbell was was maybe choice for the final game just just because you're putting it on. Yeah, this I, is what I believe in. Yeah, you know what? I think that's look. Here's the thing: when you lose, everything gets is fair to be questioned, and unfortunately. You can't keep giving up four goals on 23, or as it turned out last night, four on 17, David. You know what I mean? Like, so I think he. Yeah, got I know tired. what you're saying. I think he never he never started more than six games in a row. He started 12 straight games in the playoffs, uh, and I think it needs it needs to be an open competition next year again between the two of them. And you know what? He might prevail again, but um, and Campbell well, might bounce the back. The thing as is, well. Bob. The thing is, Bob, is that Skinner, he's not that a bad goalie. It's not like he's a bad goalie. The problem is, is that Woodcroft already knew when he has to pull him three or four times in a series, and Campbell looked pretty good when he came in. He looked fresh. Uh, Yeah, he looked good. And and I said before, he's more of a reaction goalie, I find, eh? And uh, that's—I'll be honest with you. This happened to Edmonton when they played Alabuck a few years ago and couldn't couldn't beat the goalie. That that was trouble, and that's all that happened again in this series. If Brassois was still in net, I think Edmonton would have won probably. Okay, thanks, David. Well, kudos to the reality is Aiden Hill played. I mean, he goalied them last night. That was the one game where the goalie stole a game. Aiden Hill stole that game last night. Uh, we are going to go to Stephen on line number five. Hi, Stephen. You're on Oilers now. How you doing? 
Thank you, Bob. Long-time listener. Uh, I love your show, and uh, I uh, just have a couple of quick comments here. And again, uh, like the last caller, uh, I've got a comment about the goaltending. Uh, I noticed in uh, uh, even at the end of the season and then going through the Los Angeles series, uh, in the technique of Stuart Skinner, uh, Stuart Skinner is a good goaltender. You have to be good even to get that far, but there's something lacking in his, in his uh, that maybe the coaching can help, and I hope that they can get it straightened out. There seems to be an inability to track the puck after the shot. Like he's like one shot stops the first shot, and it, the great goaltenders have a sixth sense to anticipate where the, where the puck might go. Uh, I've too many times the puck was laying in front of him. The lack of movement, the lack of mobility. He needs to get that comprehension going. On the other hand, uh, 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 Mr. Campbell had a very rough start to the season, but in, during the playoffs, something snapped inside Mr. Campbell. He he came back, and the good days he had in Toronto, where he had that bite and get and go, and he had that swagger and that confidence. You could see it. Anybody watching the could see when he came in, there's something that he got his head together. I don't know what it is, but he was primed and ready to play. And I put part of the responsibility on the coach for not seeing that. If a layperson can pick up on these things and see it, the coach should have started Campbell yesterday and, and saw the change in Campbell. Maybe they're too close. Uh, uh, they can't see the trees through the forest, but somebody looking from a further perspective could, could see Campbell was far better uh, uh, mentally prepared to play those games. And I put part of this loss on the coach. Okay. And uh, that's, that's, that's my comment, Bob. All right. Uh, Steve, here's, here's what I would say in response. Uh, thank you, Stephen. We'll open up a phone line there. we got a full board here, so just be patient. Uh, I actually think the biggest thing for Skinner is he's got to improve his puck moving, and he's got to improve his hands, and I'm going to defer to... Uh, Mike McKenna, the goaltender, said he's got to improve his hands, his glove, and his blocker side. Uh, I actually think his puck tracking is pretty good. But I, too, am not a goaltending guru. I just, and I think the owners need to be patient with Skinner. I think the fans need to be patient. But he did start 12 straight games, and he was their guy. And I think Campbell looked fresher and sharper when he was in there, albeit in a backup role. Let's go to uh, former defenseman Mark just before we go to break here. How you doing? What's going on? I'm in mourning, Bob. How are you? <laughs> no, I, in all honesty, I mean, I haven't taken a look. I haven't done my analysis yet in regard to contracts for next year. Um, so I'm really not sure where we're going. I think uh, Bouchard needs to be upped, and that's going to be interesting. But well, He's going he's gonna to get bridged. That's what's going to happen with Bouchard. What do you think? I mean, the first number that pops into my head with Bouchard is, is and it's probably a bridge deal, but I don't know. It's $6 it's, billion. No, it's he's, they, they can't do that with a flat cap. He's going to get bridged. He knows he's going to get bridged, Mark. So, trust but, me, he's uh, getting yeah, no, I, I, You know, the, the only thing I can say about the Oilers, and I, I'm not going to be too, too hard on them, is they need to learn how to play for 60 minutes. You, you can't have these mental lapses where you have a breakdown in, in, in your position for, you know, two minutes in a game and all of a sudden, you know, you're down by a, you're down by a goal or two. It, it, that, that kind of stuff has to end. Yep. Uh, other than that, I mean, you, you probably sense it in my voice, you know, it's a bit of a letdown, but it, it is what it is. I just know that they, they don't played a really up. good team too, an experienced, good, well-coached team. 
and they were lacking a little bit of scoring depth, and they didn't get enough staves. It's that simple. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the call. 12.45 at Edmonton. We're going to go to break. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 12.49 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Anita has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll continue going down the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. To Anita's text, Bob, the end of the season is absolutely heartbreaking. I'm so sad today. We all need to remember that the hurt and sadness we feel is minuscule compared to what the team and the organization feel. It's magnified a thousand percent. No matter what the reasons we lost, the team's building and getting stronger every year. We've had two great postseasons. The next one, uh, we will bring Stanley home to Edmonton in the near future. I'm confident of that. The boys need to know that Trues fans are proud of them and uh, that they're going to be there for them carrying forward. See you in the fall. Go Oilers, go. Love you all from Anita. Well, it's it's true. There's an old saying. There's winning, and then there's misery. And we saw the misery with the Oilers last night when the reality clicked in that they weren't going to get it done. It sucks, man. Losing sucks. And all organizations, whether or not they win or lose, have to continuously work to endeavor to get better. That isn't done yet. And, uh, you know, again, the numbers speak for themselves. The Ken Holland took a team over at 482 points percentage in 1819. 585, 643, 634 last year with the coaching change, 665 last year or this season. So 12th, 11th, 11th, and 6th this season. You're in the top eight, you're a legit team. The orders were a legit team. They ran into a team that ultimately was a little bit better than them. Let's go to Alex out of Summerland and line number six. Hi, Alex. How you doing? Uh, well, I wish you could be doing better today. And I'm going to feel even worse if Vegas wins the Stanley Cup. Um, Why? You know, I, I'll, I'll start right from the top. Why would you feel like... I... Why would well, you? Well, no, because they're oh, Bob's. The reason why I feel worse that they won this time is because I believe that uh, you know the Oilers were uh, with a few things here and there, playing for sixty minutes, better goaltending here and there. Uh, a couple you know, breaks, a, bit a of couple this, a breaks, bit of a lot. That. I in mean, the, in the final two games, Vegas got a lot of puck bounces and breaks, and the Oilers didn't get a lot. But yeah. that being said. You know, Aiden Hills. One there, there was only one game where a goalie stole a game, and that was yesterday. That was Aiden Hill. He stole that game for Vegas. Do you mind if I uh, you ask the question though, if you don't mind, Bob, about what could what could be better next year? And I'll and right from the start, Mister Holland have a full roster, having twenty players, you know, and going eleven and seven. I don't want to see eleven and seven ever in my life again. I'd like to see four full lines. I'd like to see Holloway in there. I'd also like to see some uh, more competition from the from Bakersfield. In other words, I'd like to see at least a couple of more players have at least 40 games underneath their belt. Now, I know that wasn't possible because of what happened with the... the LTIR. Captain. LTIR with Clefbaum and Mike Smith. Yes. So, yeah, something's got to change there. And I'd also like to... Now, pardon me for this. Uh... I'd like to see Woodcroft have uh, a talk less about how he's trying to uh, be analytical and give the perfect interview about, you know, like make, make a statement, you know, and uh, you don't have to be safe anymore, Mr. Woodcroft, okay? You, you've been around for a few years now, okay? Like, take some chances. 
with that roster, and you don't have to say the perfect word. And saying that, too, I'd also like to have someone in the organization school McDavid and Dreisaitl to give better interviews, not these solemn, downcast interviews. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. It all, you know, it doesn't come across very good, right? It just uh, Alex, Alex, I would suggest to you that Brendan, Brendan can hop in here because he's actually in the room after the games. Was Connor not way more engaging this year than ever before? Brendan, you're there every, every post. One hundred percent. So I, I think so, that's kind of an older trope, if I'm being honest. Yes, an older trope pushed by older ink state uh, wretches. Alex, I'm telling you this right now. We're we're around the guy on a day to day basis, and in yeah. terms of last night, I hey, you can see the pain etched on their faces. In Jay Woodcroft's case. The guy has the highest points percentage in the last 48 years of any guy that's come in the league and coached more than 100 games. Now, is he perfect? No, he'd be the first to tell you that. Um, the 11-7 and seven was a partially a byproduct, I think, in fair. I, where, I will agree on this. They lost Holloway. Like, when I see Ty Cartier playing for Seattle, who was signed as an undrafted 20-year-old, played the entire year in the minors... Okay, and he gets called up and he stays. Their farm team is still playing. They could use him down on the farm, but they're like, well, no, this guy's earned his right. I kind of thought they lost Holloway during the course of the year. And I, to me, oh, absolutely. That's that, and, and, and they made I, I a mistake agree. not trying to play him last year in the playoffs. They, they, he could have played last year in the playoffs. Well, and people were and they waited until the fourth. They waited until the fourth game. Hey, thanks for the call. I got other calls. Thanks, Alex. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Darcy on line number one. Darcy, you're in Oilers now. Hey, Bob. Yeah, hey, Bob. Um, so, just to touch on what I've seen as a fan is six losses in the playoffs. Every single loss, you had a lead at some point. Um, that's just not good enough. Um, honestly, I think the coaching staff and the management, they're going to look at that and they're going to say that's, that's their Achilles heel. And everyone knew that going into into the playoffs, right? Talked about how they were so defensively sound in the last, what was it, eight games of the season. Look but who, we played look, Anaheim a couple look, times. Look who they played down the stretch. <laughs> LA, was at, well, I, LA was at 70% of their roster. They played the Ducks twice. They were terrible. San Jose was mailing it in down the stretch. That's why when the team was 21-18-3 on January the 10th, it was a Tuesday, We I hosted the show, 60% of the textures were like, they're not making the playoffs. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They're making the playoffs. They're going to finish with 47-52 and 52 wins because they got an easy schedule down the stretch. We like yeah, what, they're, they're- ha- what happens, because I looked at the team's the teams that had defined who they were were going to be unloading players and getting worse down the stretch, and the Oilers were going to play those teams. So you're you are right. They couldn't protect leads against good teams all season long. They couldn't do that. And I I mentioned the goals against. They were 17th this year, 18th next year. The biggest thing they need to do is improve goals against. One of the things that said killed them in the play like Cody Cece had a great playoff last year. Okay, he was good. He did, and I know he had a groin injury during the course of the season. We repeatedly mentioned he had a core issue, okay? But Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece struggled in a second-pairing role, and they were the second pairing behind Eckholm and Boucher. They needed more of the Nurse-Cece pairing, but the bottom line is it's an entire team thing. They did not protect leads well enough. They gave up too many goals against. 100% all day agree with you. 
well, Bob, like they're they're not tough and they don't play hard enough in front of their own net. Like even last night, how many goals did Marchessault get that were like just easy tap-ins? Two. You got no one around him. Like tying up the sticks. How many times have we seen this season they don't tie up sticks? They, the, the 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 opposition will do a flyby. No one's watching their man. Their 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 defensive coverage is not great. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. Playoffs. You want to win the Stanley Cup. You need your goalie to steal you a couple games. You never stole. We one. didn't really get that. We didn't really get that this year. And you know, if you really want to look at it and say where did it kind of turn for us? Yeah, you can look at the whole five on three situation in Game Five. I look at it as. The one thing we had, the one golden card we had was our power play. Five-minute major. You yep. needed to score minimum two goals. They got one. And, and I'm not crapping on the power play, Bob, but let's be honest, man. Going into that five-minute major, did anyone really think they're only going to score one? I thought for sure we're going to get two. Like, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I started, know, and I know they went two for two. They scored basically two power play goals off a of broken place. At the start of the series, they were scoring off set pieces. By the end of the series on the power play, they were scoring off a broken place. Vegas started to take away some of what they were doing. So, uh, valid point with you in the five on uh, the five minute major. That was a because if I mean if they gotten three, it completely changes the game. But they only got one. Good call. Thanks a lot. It's it's funny, Bob. It's funny you say that because my son and I we were driving home from from a hockey game, and uh, I told him that. I said. Trey, they need to score two. I said, but if they score three, we're going to take this series. And didn't yeah, happen. It so. didn't happen. All right. 12.58 All right, at Edmonton. Thanks, thanks. Yep. I'm not controlling that button. We'll keep going with call 780-496-0063. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 12.58 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. More of your calls in number number two of Oilers now.